0: Welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we are going to be looking at the case of Bresco Electrical Services Limited and Michael J. Lonsdale Electrical Limited. The citation for this case is 2020 UKSC 25. And at the heart of this case is a dispute between two electrical contractors, but it also raises important questions about the adjudication system and how that interacts with the realities of doing business. In 2014, the appellants Bresco carried out work for the respondents Lonsdale on a luxurious property in St James's Square, London. Unfortunately, a couple of years later, Bresco were forced to enter insolvent liquidation, and as part of the process of sorting all this out, both Bresco and Lonsdale claimed that each owed the other money. Lonsdale pointed out that Bresco had left them in the lurch by becoming insolvent part way through the project. This had forced them to secure other contractors to finish the work, and that ended up costing them £325,000. Meanwhile, Bresco noted that Lonsdale had not paid for work that had been completed on the St James's Square property, and so they were owed £219,000 for that, as well as damages for lost profits. At this point, it is worth delving into how the law sorts all this out, and it probably won't be too surprising, but it is worth covering anyway. Adjudication first came about in the building industry in 1996 and was designed as a way for parties to resolve disputes without making the process of doing business too difficult. One of the ways that it does this is by disputes being referred to an independent adjudicator for a quick decision, and for those decisions to remain binding until if and when the decision is challenged in a court of law. This is commonly known as pay now, argue later and is a pretty effective way to ensure that the cash flow of a project is not inadvertently tied up in legal costs. The other legal principle that is relevant to this case is called insolvency set-off, and applies when a company enters into insolvency with mutual debts between themselves and another company. A liquidator works out how much is going in either direction, and comes up with a net amount that the company either owes or is owed. To use this case as an example, Lonsdale claimed £325,000 from Bresco, while Bresco claimed £219,000 from Lonsdale. That makes a difference of £106,000 owed by the insolvent Bresco to Lonsdale. However, in 2018 the liquidators actually referred the full £219,000 claim by Bresco to an adjudicator. Lonsdale opposed this on the basis of the insolvency set-off. They argued that this should have meant that they were the ones who were actually owed money, but in any case there was no longer any dispute or claim under the contract, and so adjudication was not something that was available to Bresco. Furthermore, any adjudication decision that did arise out of this would not be enforced until the liquidator had calculated the net balance, and thus adjudication was an exercise in futility anyway. This twofold argument was accepted in the High Court, and so an injunction was granted that had the effect of stopping adjudication. When the question was appealed to the Court of Appeal, they did not agree that adjudication was simply not available, but they did uphold the original injunction on the basis that adjudication would indeed be a futile exercise. Bresco appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. Unsurprisingly, the justices also decided to split their decision up into two parts, in line with the arguments presented by Lunsdale. Firstly, whether an adjudicator has jurisdiction to hear the claim, and secondly, whether hearing that claim would be futile. On the first point, it was decided that the insolvency set-off does not mean that the original claim by Bresco for £219,000 simply goes away or disappears. From a legal standpoint, it is important that the two separate claims by either side retain their individual identity as each could found their own set of proceedings before a court. As such, the claim by Bresco can be referred to adjudication. However, while the Supreme Court agreed with the Court of Appeal on the first point, there was disagreement on the second. For the Court of Appeal, there was a simple incompatibility between adjudication and insolvency set-off. The best way to explain that incompatibility is if we imagine that Bresco were successful in establishing their claim for the £219,000 before an adjudicator, and then try to enforce that award before a court. Any court would have to refuse to enforce the award because it would interrupt the process of insolvency set-off, whereby the liquidator works out a net balance of the amounts owed by either side. All in all, adjudication in this context would only waste time and money and would completely undermine the concept of pay now, argue later that underpins the adjudication process. The justices of the Supreme Court disagreed with this view on the basis of the statutory and contractual right to adjudication that Bresco has. It would not be right for the courts to interfere with this right. They did agree that if an attempt was made to enforce the decision of an adjudicator in a court of law then that would likely fail, but this alone does not make the entire process futile. A decision has other functions as well, such as working out the amount owed so that a liquidator can be as precise as possible when it comes to working out the net balance for the purposes of insolvency set-off. The judgment also deals with the notion that an adjudication decision would undermine the principle of pay-now-argue-later by pointing out that the maintenance of cash flow for a project is not the only purpose behind adjudication. In the wider context, adjudication is simply a form of alternative dispute resolution, and therefore about getting an answer to a legal problem in a quick and efficient manner. It's only in a small minority of cases that a claim is subsequently brought before a judge in court. Ultimately, that is what is happening here. Adjudication would not be a futile act, and so the justices unanimously found in favour of Bresco. From a purely legalistic point of view, it is possible to say that this decision makes sense, but even that is a little bit of a push for me. It is true that the Bresco claim for £219,000 has its own rightful status that deserves protection, but doing so in this context, as per the Supreme Court's judgement, has the effect of undermining the legislative scheme as a whole. In practical terms, it is up to the liquidator to complete the insolvency set-off process, and to then take the next appropriate steps in respect of any creditors. Bringing a claim for the full amount before an adjudicator is contrary to the spirit of the law because it puts a company like Lonsdale on the back foot when they are trying to complete a project and have already been inconvenienced by having to replace the insolvent Bresco to do electrical work. The legal system is theoretically set up to make this as seamless as possible and ensure that building projects can continue. But this decision throws a spanner in the works. Even if we were to accept the jurisdiction point, that doesn't change the fact that the argument relating to futility remains, and this is something that the justices themselves basically concede. They know that if Bresco got a decision in their favour, then it would be basically impossible to enforce because any respectable judge would simply turn around and point to the insolvency set-off process. The decision of the Supreme Court only serves to push that inevitability further down the line. But in the meantime, we are left with further delays and legal expenses that could and should be avoided. Beyond that, the liquidator is not even necessarily bound by the decision of the adjudicator. And so if that avenue was not futile before, it certainly is by this point. In the end, the justices have made what should have been a relatively simple and business-friendly process into something that is overly legalistic and complex. At the start of this episode, we talked about the way that the law interacts with the practical realities of the building industry. This is a sector of the economy that plays a huge role in the economic growth and infrastructure of the UK, and so the law should seek to make things as smooth and simple as possible, while holding those involved to a strict standard for the sake of quality. In this case, the law has failed in that overarching goal, and the unfortunate stereotype of the law representing an unnecessary bureaucratic hurdle for those people trying to actually get things done has won the day. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com for providing the theme music. If you do get a chance to check out the website, then please do so at uklawweekly.com. Have an archive there of all of the old episodes going back years at this point, as well as videos on a range of other topics which are hopefully useful for law students. Anyway, I'll be back with another case next week, but for now, bye!